3: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning,
4: North Louisiana. What up? How it goes? Aaron and Jake hanging out in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio on this Friday morning. LSU fans' hearts are racing after that announcement earlier this week. Derek Stingley arguably the number one prospect in the country wants to be an LSU Tiger. Jake over here is certainly fired up.
5: Sure, and who better to talk about it with than SEC country Sam Spiegelman. Sam, how you doing, man?
2: What's going on, guys? Good morning.
4: Good. You are a very busy man. Heck, I just see one and a half minutes ago you're tweeting stuff out about recruiting news. What is this time of the year like for you?
2: Oh, it's fun. Uh, At least, you know, you look forward to it out in the ninety degree heat and you're sweating and you got hair gel in your eyes and you're trying to look at kids' <laughs> names and and it's not so fun. There's only two more days left. So it has got mixed feelings, but I, I really I really do enjoy it.
4: Alright, let's start with the the Stingley kid and of course his big announcement coming on Twitter, the the fancy video and all what do you make the fact that Ed Orgeron was able to get a verbal commitment from him.
2: Yeah, it's um was a critical pickup for for lsu for a couple of reasons obviously uh with ed orgeron being the head coach he's pinpointed the 2019 class as that that group of talent within the state that puts his roster over the top and we're not talking about oh protect the state we're talking about after what he did in 2018 and fortifying the trenches getting a talent upgrade in 2019 and that begins with kids like derek stingley jr Um, Obviously, everyone remembers how National Signing Day went a couple of months ago, missing out on Pat Sertan Jr., who was an LSU reed for two-plus years, missing out out on Mario Goodrich, the Clemson. They need a five or six defensive back haul in 2019 for not only uh, depth purposes, but for talent purposes. So Derek Stingley has long been the prospect atop their board. Six-foot-one, 195 pounds, is a plug-and-play prospect. Um, Grady Williams likely off to the NFL after this, this season you have his heir apparent sitting there right there at the top of school now waiting
4: Sam we have seen the, the ridiculous stats like something like he's only thrown on 18 times last year and you know, of those 18 times he came down with 11 interceptions can those be correct
2: those are 100% correct um, his dad sent me his film uh, right after they wrapped up his junior season last year. And, it, and there's another way to look at it. He had 11, he played in 11 games, and he had 11 interceptions. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you play at the, if you play at a 2A level, it's really hard to avoid the best player on the field, and teams tried, and they were unsuccessful. Um, you know, in, in my experience, I've seen a lot of four- and five-star cornerbacks get moved over to safety, um, so teams can't take away half the field. Derek Stingley plays cornerback on the left side every time I've ever seen him, and they, they still can't get away from him. He is so technically sound. Um, he is so instinctive, and obviously being long lean with a 4340 three forty and a 42-inch vertical, if you even make the mistake of thinking you could beat him downfield or on a short slant, he is either going to pick it or make you look stupid, and that's just how good of a prospect he really is.
5: Sam, as far as announcements go... This has to be one of the best you've seen, right?
2: Absolutely. I know who made the video. Uh, this video began filming, I believe, uh, at the beginning of May. Um, and they they finished it up right, you know, kind of close to deadline. They put a lot of work into this video, and they tried to make it so that it fit his personality. For a five-star quarterback, you'd expect a Deion Sanders, Dante Jackson type but Derek Stingley is the opposite end of the spectrum. He's a quiet kid, composed, and just goes about his business and dominates. Um, he's on a showboater, and they wanted the video to reflect something along that persona as opposed to, you know, something that would grab headlines.
4: Do you like this approach instead of doing the hat thing? And then, of course, all the announcements now are majority of them coming out on Twitter where the prospect or the recruit is controlling his or her message.
2: Um, the one thing I did like, and I know um, – the family, the Stingley family discussed this, was they didn't want to, you know, obviously Texas and Florida were finalists, and they didn't want to show even clips of Texas and Florida. The videos about Derek Stingley Jr. committing to LSU, there's no need to, like, put the Longhorns or the Gators in a a bad light, being second and third fiddle in this race. Um, That's one thing I like. Like, sure, Twitter announcements are fine, and I think, uh, you know, three and and some four-star prospects, you know, they don't have the the luxury of people wanting to do long, uh, drawn-out videos for them. They don't have the HD quality to, to
6: do all that.
2: So I think, you know, if you want to do it that way, it's fine. And then when you're a I don't know, four- or five-star guy, you're an Under Armour All-American, you're an all All-American, the cameras will flock to you, um, and they'll give you a, that stage at those events and then on signing day to, to do it. If you have that luxury or you're not sure still when when – December uh, 23rd rolls around or February 7th rolls around you're still unsure of your decision well if you really want the hats on the table then do it it's, it's kind of traditional at this point but I do love these kind of kind of videos it, you know Derek Stingley has known for a month he's going to go to LSU he's probably known since he was a young man that he was going <laughs> to go to LSU So to have a video that kind of been captured all the ways he felt about the program and I love the the tiger to tiger transition from his high school team, which is, that's the whole reason he's committing in June and not October, November, December. Um, I think it just it wrapped in all together really nicely for, for this particular kid.
4: Recruiting guru Sam Spiegelman joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Along those lines, you mentioned that the recruiting periods and of course him wanting to be a tiger. This is a verbal commitment. You feel confident that uh, I mean this basically shuts down the recruiting process for him.
2: His recruitment is 100% shut down. I know um, a lot of kids can say that, but they don't mean it. But this is a different kind of cat, guys. Um, Stingley picked up his LSU offer off his freshman year in high school, which is unheard of. Uh, Traditionally, the best prospects, at least in Louisiana, get their LSU offers after their sophomore year. So they have two years to kind of mull over it. Think we got it a year earlier than that, which shows you how far along he is at this point. Um, he broke his, his commitment off about a year or two ago um, because he was making, you know, he had just jumped into the recruiting process. He wanted to make visits to Florida, Florida State, and Alabama, and Auburn and Texas. He felt it was wrong to do that to LSU while he was committed there. Um, and during that time, he tried to look at everything objectively and, um, he, they've been through this recruiting process for three years, probably a year or two longer than most elite prospects. Um, and, his, you know, his dad, the former uh, NFL player, former major league player, um, he, he works on the Dunham staff. He, he coaches an arena league team. He's a head coach there. He's been very hands-on to make sure, you know, Derek looked at everything objectively. And all roads led back to LSU. And now he just wants to focus on getting his grades in, in order to enroll early going to visit LSU from this point on. Um, He used two of his official visits to Florida and to Texas. Those are out of the way. He can forgo the other two. He's just going to go to LSU and take an official for the Georgia game. And he's perfectly comfortable with the notion that he's going to play his college ball 10 minutes down the road from his his house. So mom and dad can be at every game.
5: Hmm. Sam, you do a great job covering recruiting in this state. Um, And I encourage everybody to go out and read your stuff. SEC Country um, I'm curious to, to know, and I'm sure a lot of local fans are as well, is what you think of Rustin's Ray Parker. You've written a lot about him uh, recently. What, what do you make of, of this Rustin prospect?
2: I am a tremendous fan of, of Parker. I saw him last year around this time at the elite camp at LSU, and I, I had to do a double take. I had no idea who he was. Um, turns out he's, he's a kid Is isn't on social media. He's kind of an old-school kid. And he plays an old school game, which I mean pinched me in my dreaming because Ed Ordron loves that more than anything. Um, I've watched his tape hundreds of times over the past year. Got to see him work out at offensive tackle a year ago. Um, I understand he, he wants to be recruited as a tight end right now and that's fine. About six foot four, six five, about two sixty five. Eventually I do feel like, you know, he he could play tight end very much, you know, an in line blocker maybe get a pass or two, but I think he could make a ton of money if he just kind of put on the right sort of weight um, and be an athletic left tackle. I mean, that's a potential high-round draft pick if he figures out the the left tackle position, but I'd expect to see Mr. Parker at LSU this week. Um, He is sitting atop their board, and they are willing to let him play any position he wants, offensive or defensive line, tight end. Hell, they might give him a carry if he really wanted it. Um, the LSU staff <laughs> has an extremely high opinion of him, and for good reason. He's shown a lot of great uh, attributes in his game, from what I've been able to see from from tape. That uh, he is a priority for the staff in this class.
4: Parker certainly a headline in Northeast Louisiana. This isn't going to exactly be a banner year for recruiting. But there is a kid up in Oak Grove, Keenan Caldwell, and I know he's getting a lot of offers from other SEC schools. Is he on the radar for LSU?
2: 100%. um, I would be surprised if he wasn't at the elite camp this week as well. Um, He's made a couple of junior day visits uh, to LSU, and I know that Coach Dennis Johnson has been to Oak Grove a couple of times during the spring evaluation period. They're very high on Keenan Caldwell. Now, am I 100% sure he'll get an LSU offer? That I don't know. It's a, it's a weird year in 2020 where the state is comprised largely of talented four-star wide receivers and a lot of really good defensive linemen. And Keenan Caldwell and T'Quelan Roy out of university lab, obviously right on LSU's campus, are the two that don't have offers yet. Only two of the in-state defensive linemen have offers so far. Um, that makes me think, They'd like to see Keenan in a, in a in a camp setting, going against some some high quality offensive linemen. Uh, in other words, they'd like to see him go against Cardell Thomas sometime this weekend. They're obviously their 5 star guard. Um, I got to see Keenan uh, in Dallas at the opening camp a couple of months ago. I was impressed with how with his with how lean he was, and if you think he's a nice fit as, as the five technique for LSU, um, definitely some things he needs to work on in his game. But you see the raw talent and. You know, forget what I see, it's Texas A&M and, and TCU and you know, and, and Ole Miss all like them. Well, there must be a lot to like that I'm, I could be missing, but he's shown plenty of signs that he has a high potential as a, as a defensive line prospect.
4: Sam, just uh, in the last hour, of course, you tweeted out about LSU's elite camp and, of course, day one being in the books and a uh, quarterback continues to be a major focal point. LSU continues to shop for a new quarterback or a future quarterback. What are you seeing out there across the country?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I think they have offers out to nine 2019 quarterbacks so far, and seven of them are already committed. Uh, the most recent was Grant Gannell, who's been a top of Edward Grove's board for about two years already because he took over the, the job. He just committed to Arizona, reunites with former A&M coach Kevin Sumlin. And now the search is on. The two, the two kids that have offers, Have never visited campus. I'd expect that to change for at least one of them this weekend. IMG Academy quarterback David Baldwin. Um, He was kind of linked to Arizona and then Ginnell committed, which definitely is an eyebrow raiser. And he's got a bunch of teammates heading to LSU this weekend. Be surprised if he doesn't hit the ride. Um, But from then on out, I would say that LSU's quarterback for 2019, and they need to pick a quarterback because even though they got Joe Burrow, they did not sign a quarterback in their 18 class. Um, I'd say the quarterback for the Tigers in 2019 has either not been to campus yet or has, does not have an offer from LSU yet. Uh, one of those candidates is Peter Parrish. He's from Phoenix City, Alabama, which is the hometown of Tommy Robinson, obviously LSU's recruiting coordinator. Uh, T. Rob was extremely excited to see Parrish throw yesterday. and He did a fantastic job, Six 6'1", one, uh, 200 pounds. You know, usually dual threats are kind of shaky throwing the ball. Sometimes they're a little inaccurate or they have big arms and can't kind of anticipate routes. Paris did it all. He kind of he kind of wowed me and a little bit more, you know, polished than I expected. He was able to swing it downfield with ease. He could you know, rifle it in when he needed to, and he was on the point. Um, you know, obviously LSU's going to have a bunch of quarterbacks between today and tomorrow as well. And I think by Saturday night, if no one stands out better than Peter Parrish, he could be the next to get an offer, and he's going to be in a dog race with a couple other SEC teams to try to land his Alabama quarterback.
4: Mm. Sam, final question from a guy that is grinding this thing out on a daily basis, uh, recruiting news. How difficult is your job to just get a hold of these (laughs) prospects, your recruits, and then, of course, build a relationship and then trust with them?
5: Uh, I
2: don't know how difficult it is I think it's uh it's definitely a time consuming job. Um, you know one of the things I love the most is um, is you know when they get to lSU or they get to Alabama and you hear from mom and dad or grandma uh, or or their or their older brothers and they, they they give you an update on how they're doing after the recruiting process during the recruiting process it's stressful because you're kind of weighing. Whether you're a friend, whether you're a reporter, um, what can I put out, what can I put out? You know, Devontae Smith getting, you know, hearing from his mom and dad after they won the national championship and he had the game-winning catch was incredible. Uh, it was 2020 wide receiver Coy Moore was at Southern Cal yesterday. So his brother calling me and telling me how, you know, how he loves the SoCal environment. It definitely, you know, feels so good for him. Um, well, Narcisse's mom and brother are in touch with me all the time. Current prospects, grandma's call me weekly and I I love it. I love just getting the, getting the spiel from, from grandma. I mean, who knows more than grandma? Um, is it hard? I would say that, you know, a lot of times the prospects who live within an hour of me, I see more than all, more than, more than others. So you get to see them so much. You're familiar with them. You get to meet everyone, their coaches, family, teammates. They all know you. Um, but the, the prospects that are far away, like when Terrace and Justin were, were at Parkway, that was not a fun drive to get to know Terrace and Justin. But we did that drive a, a bunch of times over the past couple couple of years and, and still, still stay in touch with Justin's mom and brother, uh, still talk to Terrace's parents uh, very frequently. And, and it, it is all worth it in the end, even though it's a lot of, a lot of driving time, a lot of mileage.
4: Awesome stuff. Listeners want to hear more, and we certainly do, too. Where can we find you, bud?
2: Uh, right now, SECountry.com slash LSU. And it's camp season, so give me a follow on Twitter, at Sam Steve,
5: Awesome. Thank you. Good stuff, Sam. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks for having me, guys.
4: Man, really good.
5: Yeah, go out and follow this guy. He's, he's all over the place.
4: I'm glad there's guys like that are willing
5: to do that. <laughs> you huh? you don't, I don't
4: like that part of it.
5: It's buddy. tough, man. It's tough. But I like you. Like you said, like I, I guess it, it's when you get to the point to where they're actually in college and you're still getting to hear yeah. from from those people. I just don't
4: like hounding, hounding I them it. about what are you doing. And, it's a high and school they do know.
5: I know. I get it. I get it. It's it's. I struggle with that too, because after all, they are kids. Yeah. You know, but. You've got fan, rabid fan bases that are very invested in their decisions because a lot of times it can make or break certain programs.
4: We need more Sam Spiegelmans.
5: Sure. Absolutely. Good stuff from him. Yes.
4: Les Moore will join us at 830. We'll talk a little uh, college baseball and football. With him. We'll get the Arkansas perspective coming up here in a few minutes. You can hit us up at 888 993 7762 It's called the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. We're back after this.
1: Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks.
0: Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring,
2: make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by
0: our office at 1507 Lamy Lane for a face-to-face appointment. Edward Jones, making sense of investing member SIPC.
1: You take pride in your lawn. That's why you cut the grass yourself. Here's Richie McKinney. A big yard calls for a tough mower. The Hustler Fast Track is engineered with commercial
3: features for the homeowner. Right now, get your Hustler Fast Track with a powerful 23-horse Kohler engine and 48-inch welded steel deck at our lowest price ever, just $49.99. That's over $1,800 in savings. Plus, qualified buyers can finance at 0% for 42 months. Come see our full line of Hustler mowers today at your outdoor Superstore McKinney's in
1: Ruston, Muddleland. 36054.
5: Business is great at Greg Tilley's in Bozier City. With our industry thriving and business better than ever, our manufacturers have huge backlogs and longer wait times to get homes. And at Greg Tilley's in Bozier City, you won't have to wait. We are stocking over 90 extra homes with more on the way that are identical to our lighted and decorated show models and ready for immediate delivery. Our volume pricing will save you thousands off MSRP. Who would have ever believed that in 2018 you could buy a brand new four-bedroom, two-bath home for only $36 a square foot. Check out our photo gallery at Tilley'sHomes.com or Follow us on Facebook.
1: Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by car King and Monroe.
4: So there've been a number of things that get uh, Jake Martin over here, uh, fired up over the course of the last year. One of them, of course, Johnny Manziel. He already dropped Johnny football in the first hour. Matt Canada and his offense would always get Jake (laughs) Martin excited and then just minutes ago, he goes, man, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield?
5: <laughs> Dude, we, we, we were texting about it yesterday. I Listen, I don't know if y'all had the chance to either listen or watch the interview he did with Colin Cowherd. But this was really riveting.
4: Dead Spins uh, headline this morning with that interview. Baker Mayfield turns Colin Cowherd into a punching bag.
5: <laughs> so, okay, first of all, got to give Cowherd some credit. I, I always say I have, like, I, they're Things about Cowherd that I don't like. That said, I do think he's the best at what he does. I give him those props. Now, one thing he does that I likes is is, is the fact that he'll be so opposed, like he was opposed to To. He'll invite To on the show. He won't pull any punches. He'll actually say yeah, what he does Because it's like. great
4: for ratings, man.
5: Okay, but there's there some but he doesn't he dodge him. He, he does he, not dodge he, him. Yes. He invites them on. He says, "Listen," and then like with Baker. He called Baker undraftable, which, yeah. by the way, Baker wore a sweatshirt that said "undraftable." What a, I love that yeah. he's, he's already winning, the and interview. it left
4: him a shirt also. Yes,
5: yes. Uh, so he, when when Baker's in there, he says, "Listen," and he's fair about it because he, he says what he likes about him too. But he first started off with things he didn't like. He showed two clips. Now I thought, of course, one of the clips was the, him getting arrested and getting tackled by that. <laughs> <laughs> that that officer, which was uh the, the worst hit he took yeah. probably ever in his yeah. life. Uh the other video I thought was unfair because it was a celebration video where um he, he threw a touchdown, I believe it was against Ohio State, and instead of running and celebrating with his with, with his teammates, he runs off and, and celebrates with the crowd. And of course there um it, it leads to this interaction where he, he shows the clip, and Mayfield says, our band is over there, our student section is over there, and then I just went to, straight to the sideline. So Cal says, well, what about the rest of your team? And then Mayfield fires right back, did you watch the rest of the game? Hmm. And then, you know, they, they go back and forth, sparring and whatnot, but he says, that, that means, like, I had three touchdowns before that, too. And then Cal kind of says, well, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that you didn't celebrate that one time which is not fair. I mean, if he's celebrating the other times, I mean, you, you need to show those clips too, right? That's You're only showing one part of it. But anyway, I thought overall Mayfield said the right things, but he said it in his own way. Mm. You know, a lot of the stuff was edgy, yeah. but if you if you really dissect it, they're the right things. Like whenever Cal Herd would kind of poke fun at the Browns and call it dysfunctional, and Baker would cut them off and say, they're not dysfunctional, I you, Nobody who's, if you don't step into this building and you don't see how these guys operate, I don't think you should be able to say that it's dysfunctional, which I actually disagree with. You can look at the product, you can look at the different hires as far as, and you can look at the quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks have they had since 1999, okay? So it is dysfunctional, but I do like the way that Baker went to bat for his team, for his teammates, because, you know, uh, Calhart also mentioned the fact that he's coming from Oklahoma where he has the best players. That Mm -hmm. won't be the case with the Browns. And Baker was quick to point out, well, you know, we have Jarvis Landry yeah. now, and, 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 of course, we've got other good players. So I like what he said. But it, getting back to the base of what I said, it was edgy. It was Baker Mayfield-like.
4: And he goes into Cowherd's arena. Yeah. Onto his turf yeah, and literally did not back poised. down one bit.
5: He was poised. Yeah. Well, may, hopefully
4: he'll show that on the field.
5: I hope so. I think he will. And
4: that was another one Cowherd pointed out, of course, uh, Baker Mayfield's size and, of course, the comparisons uh-huh. to others, his size. He had a
5: great answer for that, too. He was saying Cowherd's li- argument was you look at 6-3 and over, those are the Hall of Famers. Yes. And Baker's argument against that was it's a different game now. It's a different game. He it's also
4: pointed game. out the smaller quarterbacks, the Drew Brees, the Russell Wilsons, they have other traits that perhaps Baker Mayfield does not have and he's not at the level that they are well, athletic wise.
5: Of course not. Uh you know, don't compare this guy to the you can compare the measurables and you could say hopefully, you know, these are two guys he can look up to and hopefully have similar success to, but you can't expect him to be as good as those two guys, especially Drew Brees. Drew Brees is once in a generation.
4: I feel like you're going to go out to the mall and buy a Cleveland Browns, Baker Dude, Baker, I really Drew's.
5: like Baker. I do because he's he, he said the right things, but it, he said it in an entertaining way. It wasn't robotic. It wasn't rehearsed. Uh, it was it was himself.
4: Have you watched his uh, Facebook stuff? Yet? I have which stuff. is shocking to you.
5: Uh, I know. I, I have not yet. Um But I do plan to, and and that was another question Calhart asked him. Why are you doing these documentaries before you're even drafted? Which is – it's a fair question. I'm I'm a Baker fan. I'm sorry. You don't have to
4: apologize. The season hasn't started yet, and his NFL career has yet to start. Well, he's
5: not going to play this year, I don't think. I think Tyrod will keep him on the bench, and that's okay. Don't rush him onto the field if you've got a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor who is middle of the pack. You know, middle of the pack. He's not great, but how many – you only have You're talking player.
4: about a quarterback that's not great that can keep him off the field.
5: As a rookie, let him learn. You don't need him to play right away. You have Tyrod Taylor. That's why you went and got him. Let him learn and then let him play maybe next year, two years from now. Cleveland
4: fans, when they're, the Browns are sitting at 1-7, and 1-8, oh. and eight, they're going to be clamoring to get.
5: I think they'll be happy with 1-7 and seven after 0-16. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I do think this will be – in time, he will be a good quarterback because of his accuracy, because of the way he moves in the pocket. Mm. I think he's I think he's going to be a good quarterback.
4: 888-993-7762 if you agree with Jake Martin over here. Coming up next, Wes Moore joins us from Little Rock. We'll talk a little college football, college baseball with Mr. Moore
1: next.
2: Looking for affordable home building here in northeast Louisiana, look no further than Allen Builders. The folks at Allen Builders are dedicated to building that quality custom home that you've always been dreaming of. In the need of a remodel, bathrooms, kitchen, flooring, the folks at Allen Builders can handle it. Issue with the roof, whether it's tearing off and replacing existing shingles, replacing rotten decking, and installing solar power vents, yep, they've got that covered. For more information, call Allen Builders today, 348 348-
1: if an insurance company is there to sell you insurance, shouldn't it also be there to service it? After all, what good is your insurance if you can't even talk to a real person about your policy, let alone receive prompt claim service? Don't worry. At Farm Bureau Insurance, we're here to help with experienced agents, so you never have to worry about who's going to be on the other end of the phone you know it's going to be your personal Farm Bureau insurance agent with fast, fair claim service where you need it and when you need it most. Call today for your free no-obligation review for auto, home, and life insurance that's custom-tailored just for you. This is Tommy Futch. In Union Parish, call me at 368-9757 or see me at 507 Sterlington Road in Farmerville. Louisiana Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company. Louisiana Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company. Southern Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company. Jackson, Mississippi. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive.
5: This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe.
4: Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Jake, our next guest is literally one of our favorite guests, and I just say that because he's coming on next, and the fact that we go all the way back to our college days. Wes Moore from Fox 16 in Little Rock joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. What up, Wes?
3: What's going on, man? How are you this morning?
4: I know that's a big title for you, one of my favorite guests on the morning drive. You need to put that on your
3: resume. You do like uh, one a week, one guest a week. Is that the plan these days? (laughs)
4: Hey, I don't even know why I looked at your your bio here. I, I know it after working with you. But one of the things I see in your bio, can't wait to cover my first BCS National Championship game. Now, that's being optimistic, bud. <laughs> that's in my
3: bio. <laughs> yeah.
4: I don't Somebody remember Somebody else writing
3: wrote that. that or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. They probably wrote that a long time ago. Yeah, I'm still waiting. I don't know when that's going to happen. It may... You know, it's funny. My mother-in-law just asked me, "What do you think about this team this year with Chad Morris?" And, yeah, you know, if they can get six wins, that's that's going to be a successful year. Go to a bowl game. It's going to take time. He's got to get a quarterback in. He's got to get some receivers in. But you know, um, I think it's going to be a little bit more fun to watch this offense and than Brett Bealum's offense and some of the things that happened over the last couple of years. And you know, I think that's one of the reasons he's gone. All you had to do was look in the stands at the end of games over uh, the last month of his tenure nobody was there it wasn't exciting and now you know what if you're not any good at least maybe it'll be exciting and you'll have some fun
4: so chad morris i know they haven't played a game yet he, he's making an impact so far with the fan base and i i guess with the players you know i think the
3: biggest impact he's making is recruiting wise he and his staff are very active on social media and so they let Everyone, I mean, the recruits, the fans know what what's going on, where they are, what, you know, where they're recruiting, uh, about kids that have gotten offers and kids that are, you know, cons- I mean, they are very good at tweeting and on Facebook, and, and that has fans excited. And look, they've gotten a couple of good commitments, you know, from some four-star guys that, you know, Bieleman wasn't able to do. It, it's a start, but they've got a long way to go in recruiting. But uh, I think that's got some people excited, just the, you know, the possibilities, the what-ifs. What if they can get this guy? And then this guy comes. And then all of a sudden you're talking about a recruiting class that can be in the top 15 and not you're talking about top 30. And that's a big difference.
4: Jake, ask him the hard-hitting question. He will give you uh, the correct answer. You know what I'm going at. Uh-oh. Orgeron? Oh, Morris.
5: my goodness. I thought we were going to get through this we, interview We'll get to this. College
4: World Series, but I want to hear some reason from uh, West. All Moore.
5: right, Wes. Who, if you – How do I phrase this? (laughs) If you were to have – okay, no, I'll ask it this way. Who's accomplished more in their college career, Chad Morris or Ed Orgeron?
4: That's not a fair question. That is not the (laughs) argument, Jake Martin.
5: (laughs) That is the argument.
4: Who would you rather have coach your team (laughs) right now? Morris or Orgeron?
3: See, that's not fair. I've I've known Chad Morris since the late 90s. I'd take Morris all day, every day. I mean – Orgeron is going to get, uh, you know, this is the perfect job for him at LSU, and maybe he can get those guys fired up. He's a South Louisiana boy, and he's got some recruiting ties. I think he's perfect for LSU, and I think uh, Morris is perfect for Arkansas right now. I, I would take uh, with Chad Morris all day. It, it, to, to make this a fair question, you got to ask if you were in, you know, Michigan, you know, which coach are you going to take? Or if you were in, in Arizona, you know, which coach would you rather have? Uh, but All right. uh, I'm in Iowa coach. city.
4: Who would I rather have coaching my team orgeron or Chad Morris,
3: Chad Morris, because you're probably not going to win a national championship, but you could have some entertaining football games and maybe he can win you eight games a year. And that's something that
4: they're not used to doing there. Unless you can win a national championship. though. That's the only thing. And Jake always makes the argument just on credentials alone. And he scoffs at what Chad Morris has done in the high school ranks. says that shouldn't even count. Well,
3: uh, I think the thing that he needs to do is talk with the folks in Clemson who, who give Chad Morris a lot of credit, not just for the championships that Clemson won, but that Dabo has a job. They were ready to fire him when he hired Chad Morris and brought that offense in and things started clicking. If he doesn't hire Chad Morris and he hires some other offensive coordinator and if things don't work, Dabo's been fired and Clemson is not Clemson. So I think he gets a lot of credit for what he did as an assistant coach. Now, as a head coach, what's he done? Not a whole lot. But that's that's still to come. And, and you got And I think that's where faith comes in a little bit. You, you see what he's done as an, a coordinator, what he's done on the high school ranks. you believe it's going to translate as a head coach.
4: Jake feels like he walked into a trap.
5: No, you, you blur the lines of two different <laughs> arguments. These are two uh, I think arguments. Arkansas's
3: not an easy job, and Jake knows that, and I think everybody knows that. I mean you, you don't have fifteen blue chips coming out of the state of Arkansas every year. So you got three or four, you know, and, and when you look at what LSU has, Louisiana has Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, recruiting wise, Arkansas is an extreme disadvantage, and then you want to throw in just the the reputation that Arkansas still has out there as a state, you know. That, that's out there. And kids, when they fly in, we hear it all the time. When they visit Fayetteville, they're like, oh, wow, this place is really nice. It's not what I thought it was. You know, what they thought they were going to walk in was probably a hillbilly you know, town and people walking around barefoot, no teeth. <laughs> but that perception is still out there, and that's something Arkansas has to fight. And one of the ways that they're going to be able to recruit with teams in the SEC is by hitting Texas, and that is where Chad Morris is from. That's where Chad Morris is a legend. I've been told that by more than one coach that at the high school ranks. He is a legend. And he's going to be able to get some of those Texas kids to come to
4: Arkansas. Uh, Russell, one of our Arkansas fans, says, as long as Morris doesn't get on a motorcycle, we are good. <laughs> Point well taken. Uh, all right. Ar- <laughs> Arkansas baseball, College World Series, what do we make of the Razorbacks in this run that they're on?
3: Well, It's not a run. They're, they're good. They've been in the top five all year. Uh, they're they're like florida uh, they're like oregon state they were preseason favorites they played that way the entire season they're playing that way in the postseason and now you look at it and i think three of the best teams in college baseball are left standing in arkansas florida and oregon state and you have the hottest team I mean, and mississippi state was a top 20 team to start the year and then their head coach gets fired for a for a motorcycle type incident you know it's it's a Arkansas fans are very familiar with what, the, what Mississippi State's having to go through. And, and for, what, yeah. for what Gary Henderson was able to accomplish and get that team back, that's incredible. John L. Smith couldn't do it, but Gary Henderson has. And why he hasn't been named the head coach of Mississippi State is baffling to me. Mississippi State fans want a named coach. Well, the coach that got to making a name for himself right now and leading them to the maybe to the finals. And now. You want the name coach? I just named you Mississippi State's interim head coach. How many people know his, knew his name before? Now they know it. Uh, uh, it just drives me crazy why he's not the head coach at Mississippi State. But anyway, uh, to make what, what we make out of Arkansas is they're really good. The lineup is deep, one through nine. It's the best hitting offense in, in college baseball. People want to say Texas Tech. You know what? Texas Tech played in the small ballpark and then in the Big 12. Look what happened to Texas Tech when they played other teams with pitching. Florida's got a good offense. Oregon State's got a good offense, but you know what? Some of those numbers are inflated by the Pac-12. I'll take Arkansas's offense all day. The thing that's overlooked is their pitching because their offense is so good, but their pitching's really good, too, and the bullpen's really good. And that's what's got Arkansas to within one game of reaching the finals.
4: All right, Wes, well, how important is this game tonight, considering, you know, uh, play, eliminate Florida and also get you an opportunity to kind of reset your pitching staff for the College World Series Championship Series if you can take care of business against the Gators tonight?
3: Yeah, you nailed it. You uh, you win tonight, you get to save Blade Knight, and he's your ace. You know, he, he's 13-0. and 0. No other pitcher in college baseball is 13-0 and 0 this year. He's not a... He's not one of those guys that's going to come out and pitch eight innings and, sh- and strike out 14 and you know and wow you, but what he does, he goes out and pitches five, six, seven innings, and, and he, he grinds. And you look up, and the next thing, he's only given up one or two runs, and he has given his offense an opportunity to put up seven runs. And all of a sudden, it's like, dang, it's seven to two, and we had a chance to get him, but we never got him. Well, that's happened every week this year. I mean, now you look at him, he's 13-0. Yeah, you would love to have him starting Monday night in the in the finals, but you have to get there. So that's why tonight's so important. You, you, don't, you know what? You don't even want to give Florida a chance. They're going with Singer. You know, they're putting it all out there. They're going with their ace tonight. I don't know about their bullpen. That's, that's why, I think that's why they're going with Singer, because of the, of the bullpen situation. You, you, you've played so many games already, and, and now Florida, I got to look at it. You know, if we do win tonight, we got to get nine innings tomorrow. What's our bullpen look like? Well, it's a mess. I don't know if they're all American closers going to be ready to go tonight. So what you do, you throw Singer and you say, go go get us as many innings as you can. If you can give us seven, eight, nine innings and we can build a lead, hopefully we can hold on. Arkansas has got to try to get Singer out, get to the bullpen, score a lot of runs, and, and do what they've done all year. You know, it's the fifth time Arkansas and Florida have played this year. They've each won two games. I think they're the two best teams in the country. Uh, it's a shame that they're meeting in the finals, but – or or to get to the finals, but uh, you know what? Maybe the winner takes on another SEC team in Mississippi State who's probably the hottest team in the country.
4: Wes is a good follow. Uh, Wes, tell us where listeners out there can find you.
3: It's pretty hard, but I think they may manage to do it. It's at Westmore.
4: That's two S's also.
3: Oh, thank you for that, yeah.
4: (laughs) I've known you for how long, and I still always think it's one S.
3: December. Oh, man, uh, we go back to 92, yeah, yeah, 93. Uh, long time. And, uh, we go back so far that the college has changed its name now, I think, three times. Right. Wasn't it Southwest Texas State University, that? and then they changed it to Southwest Texas, and now it's Texas State. I don't,
4: the Harvard of the South, that's what I refer to it as. Thank you, Westmore. The two S's.
3: They're spitting out broadcasters left and right. All you have to do is look at this show right now.
4: Spitting the key word. Thank you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> See you, man. All right. You kill me. For the 500th time, this is th- – there are two different arguments. One, who would you like to have at a neutral site right now, Chad Morris or Ed Orgeron? I'll give you the Chad Morris debate there. Oh. My argument is Ed Orgeron has accomplished more thus far Therefore, he deserves to be ranked higher. Currently,
4: leading SMU to a bowl game should not be overlooked.
5: What happened in that bowl game?
4: Because Chad Morris wasn't on the sidelines.
5: I know, but still, what happened in that Uh, bowl game?
4: I don't think it would have changed if Chad Morris would have been on the sidelines. Uh, I'm just sounded
5: like you were trying to say that. Anyway, yeah. we'll we'll have this debate for the rest of time.
4: Yeah. Uh, or at least through uh, teleplay. Uh,
5: yeah, maybe so. And then I,
4: we'll see how that first matchup goes. With
5: oh, you. I can't wait.
4: Yeah. Can't wait. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, we end the show with our parting shots, plus
1: our visit with Joey Trappett. Whatever car you're looking for
0: At First Guarantee Bank, we know what it takes to help businesses grow. Funds. Precisely why we're making it easier than ever to afford a business loan. With fixed rates as low as 5.5% for five years, you could buy commercial property or equipment your business needs. And we'll even pay third party closing costs up to $7,500. Now that's banking the way you do business. Welcome to First Guarantee Bank. Welcome to Fanatical Banking. New money only, all loans subject to underwriting, creditworthiness, and bank approval available while funds last. For more information, visit FGB.net. FDIC. The North
2: Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self. Maybe even better, whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com
5: to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe.
1: In the South, June means lawn work is only half done. There's still a lot of grass cutting to do. So through the end of June, you can save 10% on all residential grade zero-turn Cub Cadet mowers from Yard Power. YP has a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your Cub Cadet superstore. All Cub Cadet zero-turn mowers, 10% off
2: through June 30th at Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and on Walter
1: Lane just off New Deck Edition, West Monroe.
0: go guerrero call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 forsyth avenue in monroe
1: now
5: let's get back to the sports on the morning drive this hour sponsored by car king in monroe
4: Jake, I bet after eating that uh, cafeteria food in the hospitals for the past three, three and a half weeks, you are anxious to get out and have some good
5: food. Oh, I, listen, I'm going to Traps as soon as I can. As soon as I can. Yes.
4: Joey Trappé joins us for his weekly visit on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. What's up, bud? How you been? Man, it's Friday. We made it. Yes. Hey uh last week I made my way over it was the last week in a crawfish City. You had a spectacular deal and the crawfish were also outstanding, so I guess you closed shop for a few months out there
6: yeah man uh it it, it that that place is just designed for crawfish only um uh, yeah. you know from the kitchen setup to the way the the interior set up it you know it gets pretty toasty in there, so uh you know. Right, right about June, um, you gotta kind of make a decision what you're gonna do. And it was a great year for us, and um, you know we had a had a great season. And just time to take a little bit of a break, and uh, we might come back with some blue crabs here in August, but uh, that that all depends on the supply at that time.
4: Joey, I'm always curious because you have a unique perspective because you get to see how fans handle a sporting event or a game. With the World Cup now taking place, uh, what has been like watching uh, some of your people watching the World Cup unfold there, either at Portico or at the Fieldhouse?
6: Man, it's a totally different experience, i tell you that. Um, I look back on my numbers four years ago. It was a substantial amount, man. I'm talking 10% – you know, decline because USA is not in it. Uh, There's not a whole lot of uh, interest, honestly, man. I mean, I can remember, you know, y'all coming over uh, with k and like shooting uh, video, you know, in the bar of, of us packed out during the World Cup matches, and we just haven't felt that yet. Um I think a little bit of it has to do with some of the timing. You know, I think the time frame of these games being played um, are a little off than you know what our central time zone is. So I think that has something to do with it. But um, you know, us not being in it, I think, is a is a great effect on it.
4: Of course, out at uh, traps, an opportunity to get out there on the patio and enjoy some nice nights out there. How's everything going? And anything that you highly recommend?
6: Yeah man, it's 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 good. It, you know, being on the west side of the river, being in the shade, uh that patio is definitely a hot commodity. Um, you know, and just this time of year, everybody wants to kind of be out and about and moving. Um we you know, we have fans and stuff on our patio that that help cool it down even more and um, you know, I think it's safe to say the seafood nachos are our fan favorite and our number one uh dish on the menu. But um, I think our smothered catfish is a uh, blackened catfish covered with crawfish etouffee over a bed of rice um, is, a, is another great option to, to veer there. And then our, our baked potatoes, our spuds, are, are a popular uh, entree of late.
4: Do you open up at 915? We can make it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I, I well, still <laughs> owe Jake, I think, uh, but I think there's a statute of limitations that may have expired on a bet
5: Oh, Jake, come on, bro. <laughs> I think he owes me more now. Right.
4: <laughs> uh, Joey, we'll see you this weekend at uh, one of your uh, four restaurants. Thanks for the time, bud. I man, thanks. Good stuff. Uh, Fieldhouse, Traps, Crawfish, well, I say four. Crawfish City, of course, closed for the season. And then, of course, Traps. Make your way out and treat yourself this weekend. You and your wife need to get out and about.
5: My stomach is is letting me know I'm hungry right now. I hope that doesn't pick up on the mic.
4: (laughs) Let's get to our party shots.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Uh,
6: I took my opponent lightly. I mean, take a look at him.
3: Um,
6: The last time anybody was highlights ever hit a golf ball was what guy ferrari on one of those eat shows shamel a ding dong and they're like where would one come up with something that stupid <laughs> i played poorly i have no excuses for that he played poorly too but that's his that's his game second place goes to it was embarrassment to, to my family lineage and i vow to avenge myself this is what it's
4: like when, when the, well the well big well weenie starts away. to have a meltdown
6: you know when when, when, when Al Michaels snuck out on the 17th and screamed. Can Yes! I knew it was over. It, it, it's over.
2: You know, I always sit on a sandwich while I drive. That way it's nice and warm by the time I pull up to the
0: next diner. heck
4: <laughs> All right, Jake. That's a tough act to follow there. But I think I have the thing to follow it with. Yesterday we talked about the, the lady, the fan from Philadelphia, and she gets hit in the face at a baseball game you think by a ball no by a hot dog yes sir this had to have been the stalest bun of all time (laughs) or did they put this dog under a heat lamp for like eight
5: days oh i don't know man i i think if we're going to get into this i think it was because of the glasses, yeah. Because she's wearing glasses, I think it hit the glasses, and that's why it bruised her yeah. like it did.
4: Kathy McVeigh.
5: I hope that's the case. Otherwise, don't eat these hot dogs. <laughs> Do not. You will hurt your teeth. You will break uh, your teeth. Uh,
4: Kathy McVeigh, though, credit to her, she is a. Uh, she may be milking it a little bit for some attention, but she's not trying to capitalize that much from Philadelphia.
5: No, she's doing it just right. Yeah,
4: she, they may give her a few three hot dogs and a, a few tickets, but she Better. will not uh, press charges. Not press charges, but a lawsuit.
5: Yes, yeah, sue. She won't sue. Yes. Hopefully not. She, it, Her mind might change. You know, somebody might get in her ear, but as of right now, she's not suing, and that's a good thing.
4: So we've talked a lot about Kathy McVeigh and, of course, taking a hot dog to the face, but I want to hear from her.
5: Yeah, the superstar.
4: Here she is. Describe Next her. thing
0: I know, he, shooted a, he shot it in our direction, and... BAM, it like hit me like a a ton of bricks. My glasses flew. Be aware, you know, cause you never know, you know? I mean, you would think, it, it, I, I understand a baseball, but not a hot dog.
5: <laughs> I live my life by that. You never know
4: when a hot you dog's never, gonna slap you, you across got, the face. You
5: gotta always be aware. You're walking down the street, be aware. You <laughs> never know. Hot dog might come out of nowhere and just slap you in the face.
4: That darn Philly fanatic. <laughs>
5: Uh, I'm glad she's been a good sport, though, because we have enjoyed this yeah. a little bit too much. Before.
4: Not as much as I enjoyed the guy from Mississippi State, the fan.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that nobody got hurt in that incident. Uh-huh. Um, maybe if the TV station actually believed it, maybe their credibility was hurt, but uh, they they seem to. Listen,
4: they're excited. They've got uh, just the clicks and the views on that have been through the roof.
5: Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so some really good stories this week, um, a lot of things to laugh about, which is good, because we're in the summer, and yeah. not a whole lot going on. And the on. best
4: story of the week being the return of Jake Martin, of course, his baby daughter returning home.
5: Yes, uh, happy to be back. Um, you know, I didn't have the butterflies today. Nice. <laughs> Yesterday, I did, man. It I cannot t- believe it. It was like 10 minutes until the show started. I was like, what is this feeling? I haven't <laughs> felt this in a while. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's like uh, riding a bike, right? Yeah, that's true.
4: All right, uh, we'll try to do it again Monday morning at 7 a.m. Fantastic job this week, uh, John Tabor, our producer over there at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll yell at you Monday morning. The Edge is coming up next.
3: Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.